It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. That's Matt Soper, who introduces every edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast and closes it off as well. And we've been trying for a while now to get Matt on the podcast. Scheduling has just not worked out, but I'm pretty sure, don't hold me to this though, (laughs) but I'm almost 97% positive that Matt will be joining us on a podcast in the next couple of weeks. And we'll be talking about a number of different things on that podcast too, because Matt is not only a fantastic broadcaster, but he also is great with voiceover work and has a great story to tell as well. So we'll definitely be doing that. One of the things I get asked from time to time is, how do you how do you nail an interview, number one? The second thing I'll get asked from time to time is, how do you go about answering questions when you're when you're a speaker. Both are very different. I figure I'll save the interview one for a later date because interview preparation is a little bit of a different process as far as practicing and preparing than it is just answering questions if you are a stage presenter. So today I thought we'd answer the question, how do you answer questions? So picture it. You've given this presentation. You've delivered to your audience for 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Maybe it's even longer than that. And then suddenly it's your time to answer questions. What do you do? I know from experience that a lot of new speakers will pretty much check out. Mentally, they will check out as soon as their talk is over. Even when they say, does anybody have any questions? Mentally, they think their presentation is finished. It's not. It's not finished until the Q&A is finished. And that's one of the things, if there's anything you you take from this podcast today, remember that just because you get to Q&A doesn't mean you're done. You're finished the speaking portion, but now it's your chance to clarify anything that might have been said or it's your chance to field any questions from the audience that maybe you either didn't cover in your talk or maybe people have other questions. You need to be ready for that. So mentally, you cannot check out. You have to stay 100% in your speaking character. I say in your speaking character, and that's a term that gets used a lot in the acting world, you know, stay in character. But it's true, you have to stay 100% focused and still in presentation mode even when the talk portion is finished and you're going into Q&A. That's number one. So how do you answer questions? First thing you want to do is look the person who asked the question directly in the eye. If it's a larger room and you can't look them directly in the eye, at least look in the direction where the question is coming from. If you if it's too big a room to make eye contact with them, at least look in that direction. They will at least get the idea you're making eye, to eye contact with them. Don't stare at them, but make sure you solidify that connection. The eye contact is perfect If it's a small enough room, the eye connection is great too, like I said, if it's a larger room. Number two, get clarification if you need it. How do you get clarification? I've had people ask me questions and I don't quite know what they're saying. I I either don't know what they're asking or I'm not quite sure if I heard the question correctly. So quite often, I'll just say, can you repeat that for me? Because maybe my brain didn't quite register the question properly, or maybe the person is asking a different question than they're intending to ask. So it's okay to ask for the clarification. It's okay to say, can you repeat that question for me? 
Now, sometimes what speakers will do is they will throw the question to the audience. They'll say something like, did everybody hear Bruce's question? And what do you think the answer is? What's Bruce's answer? So they'll, they'll basically, they'll turn control over to the audience. That can be very dangerous if you have never learned how to control your audience. Firstly, you're in control always. When you're at the front of the room, if you engage the audience to answer the question, that's okay, but you're still in control. You are still in control of the stage. You're still in control of the question period too. So you need to maintain control. Don't let the audience take control. You maintain control. So you can say something like, if you give the audience permission to answer the question, you can say, does anybody have an answer to Bruce's question? Then you can go from there. But make sure you, you rein that person in so you regale the control. Okay, It's very important to stay in control when you're at the front of the room and when it is your question period. If you don't need to throw to the audience, then don't. Answer the question yourself. Give Bruce, for example, give Bruce the answer. Don't let the audience do it. Give Bruce the answer. Number four, answer the question. Answer the question that's being asked. And if you can't answer the question, I'll tell you how to do that in just a minute. But answer the question. You're not a politician, so don't speak in riddles. Don't speak in code or in some terms that the audience won't understand. Don't beat around the bush with your answer either. Get directly to the answer. Make sure that you're covering whatever needs to be covered. Don't give too much information, but give the information as the question has been framed. Number five, if you don't know the answer, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay if you don't know the answer. A lot of people think, oh, if I don't know the answer, what do I do? It's okay to say if Bruce asks you a question that is completely out there, that you don't have the answer to, or if it's an area of expertise you don't cover, it's okay to say, I don't know the answer to that question, Bruce, but here's your, here's your follow-up. I don't know the answer to your question, Bruce, but here's what I'm going to do. I have a colleague who I think might have the answer, so what I'll do, Bruce, is after today's presentation, come and speak to me. I'll get your information, and then I'll get you an answer within the next 24 to 48 hours. What have you just done? You've just solidified your credibility and expertise as a leader. And you've also let Bruce know you are ready to help him and you're willing to help him too by finding an answer to his question. And you've also done something that's also equally amazing is you've just set up a meeting with somebody at the end of your talk. You've said, Bruce, come and see me afterwards. I'll get your coordinates from you, your email address, whatever it is. I'll find out that information for you. You've just become the hero by saying that. Here's what you don't want to do though. And I've seen people do this. If they don't know the answer, they try to fake the answer. I've seen people make up things that make absolutely no sense to what the question was. Don't fake it. Don't fake it. If you don't know the answer, say, I don't know. I don't have the answer to your question, but I will help you find the answer. And finally, when it comes to answering questions after giving your talk, don't ramble. Don't go off on a soapbox about how things have been horrible for you or how in your experience or you remember this time way, way back when you did this. Save that for when you're meeting one-on-one -on -one with people later or save that for when you're in another session where people can learn from you in more detail. But don't ramble with the question. People want to know the solution whatever it is. They want the answer to their question. They don't want you to go on and on and on and on. Just answer the question. Get to the point quickly. 
Don't go for three or four minutes or five or ten. Get right to it. That's it. Because that's the other challenge, too. You could easily go over your allotted time if your Q&A is too long and you don't want that. So I hope this has been helpful. Look the person who asked you the question directly in the eye. Don't stare, but solidify the eye contact if you can, or at least direct it if you can. Get the clarification if you need it. Be very cautious with throwing the question to the audience. Stay in control of the Q&A session. Make sure you answer the question. You're not a politician, so don't beat around the bush with some ridiculous answer. And if you don't know the answer, it's okay. Say you don't know the answer. Just don't Fake it and be helpful if you can be in getting the information to the person who asked the question. And whatever you do, don't ramble. Don't go on and on and on and on and run the risk of not even answering the question correctly. So I hope this has been very helpful. Wanted to remind you one more time about the event that Diana Lidstone and I are hosting, May the 10th in Kingston, May the 31st in Ottawa. Great opportunity, by the way, to take your speaking to a higher level and expand your business. It's called Speak with Confidence and Grow Rich. We're going to cover nine mistakes that you might be making that are keeping you stuck in your business at the level it's at right now. Five secrets to crushing your speaking fears. Speaking is something that a lot of people are afraid of, so we're going to help you crush those fears altogether. Three outcomes you need to be an effective speaker, both on and off stage, because it's not just on stage that's important. It's what you're doing off stage as well, at trade shows and in networking settings. And finally, a step-by-step guide to turning your talk into clients and cash. That's why you're speaking, after all. We'll give you some tools to do that and much, much more, including some bonuses. So send me an email. By the way, It's $597 for the full day, which is huge value for what you're going to be getting. So drop me an email, askcarl at carlspeaks.ca, and I'll send you all the information about how to register and get your name in there. We have about five spots left, I think, for each one of those days. So get your name in there quickly and solidify your spot. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, it's Carl Richards. Get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichards72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. 